You are listening to Books Are My People, a podcast for book lovers with book news, book recommendations, and ruminations on living a literary life in Los Angeles. This is episode 67, and I'm recording on Friday, January 7th. Happy New Year, everyone. It was a pretty mellow holiday break over here, which was fine by me. I got to see some dear friends visiting from New Zealand, and then another family visiting from Cambodia, and it had been way too long, and there wasn't nearly enough time to catch up, but it was still so great to see people. My family spent some time up in Paso Robles, which is a small wine country community just north of San Luis Obispo in California. We rented a place and brought both of our dogs, and they were just so happy running free around all of the open hills up there. Our puppy is now officially six months old, and we got her a sweater from Target for Christmas, and at first she wasn't so sure about it. I have um, an awkward sweater photo of her on Instagram, but then she has since become very attached to the sweater, and we call it her safety sweater, and now she even growls when we try and take it off of her, which is a little problematic. I read 150 books last year, which was down by about 30 books from the year before, but I don't aspire to read any more than 150 this year. In fact, I think I'd like to read less and have time to do some other things. I just want to hopefully enjoy what I read. That's my goal. Last year's New Year's resolution was to stay alive, and this year I'm really making things simple, and I am resolving to wash my paintbrushes every time I finish painting. My kids are home from school. They're doing Zoom school this week. Hopefully they will be back in person on Monday. But in case you hear background noise, it's because it is a full house today. I finally pulled it together and created a Patreon page for fans of the show. It's super easy to get there. Just go to patreon.com and search for books are my people. I will leave a link in the show notes. Once you're there, you'll see that you can become a Patreon of the show at three different levels, and each level comes with its own perks from bookmarks to stickers to personalized book recommendations, signed books, and original artwork of your favorite book. Plus, no matter what level you join, you'll receive bonus episodes throughout the year containing even more books that I love. If you can't become a Patreon member but love the show, another easy way to help me out is to leave a review or five-star rating on whatever platform you use to listen to the show. Thank you so much for all of your support. And now it's time for some bookish news. Anthony Doerr's All the Light We Cannot See is being adapted into a film by the creator of Peaky Blinders, which I hear is so good, but I haven't seen it yet, and Dirty Pretty Things. I just finished reading Cloud Cuckoo Land, which I talked about on the last episode of the podcast, and I'm looking forward to this film adaptation of All the Light We Cannot See, which everyone seems to love that book. A host of other books are being adapted this year, and I just can't believe how many there are. Here is a list of ones that I am most excited about, that I've heard about. I'm sure there are other ones that are being adapted that I haven't heard about yet. So here we go. Sally Rooney's Conversation with Friends will be a 12-episode series. A modern take on Jane Austen's Persuasion will star Dakota Johnson and Kristen Hanna's The Nightingale, which I have on my dresser but still have not yet read. I feel like I'm the only person in the world who hasn't read this book, so I better hop to it. 
The nonfiction book Killers of the Flower Moon is coming to Apple Plus. Patricia Highsmith's Deepwater, which my local bookseller just recommended to me last week, and Exciting Times, which I talked about on episode 40. And this book was so different and interesting. I just can't wait to see how it's interpreted on screen. I don't reserve a lot of time for TV watching because I'd rather be reading or painting, but I figured out a way to both watch TV on my computer and paint. So that's been an exciting discovery. And of course, we mourn the passing of Joan Didion and Bell Hooks, two women who were formative in my interest in books. Didion's The Year of Magical Thinking is a great place to start if you are looking to dip into her work. And Bone Black, Memories of Girlhood is what I'd recommend if you want to include some Bell Hooks in your life. And we will move on to the books as soon as we have a quick word about our sponsor. With everything going on in the world, I can't think of a better time than right now to speak to a therapist. Of course, they can help you with the big things, but it can also help to speak with someone about the smaller things, like what may be preventing you from achieving your goals or what may be getting in the way of your happiness. If this resonates with you, check out betterhelp.com listener. Look, we all can use someone to talk to who can bring a different perspective. BetterHelp will assess your needs and pair you up with your own licensed professional therapist. You don't even have to leave your home. You can be connected in a safe and private online environment. It's oh so convenient. Start communicating in under 48 hours. That means you can start the new year off right and find a professional and affordable therapist to speak with about anything, including depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleep issues, and more. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhealth.com listener. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash listener. My first pick of the year is Mouth to Mouth by Antoine Wilson, which comes out tomorrow. This book was both intriguing and a delight to read. There's something about this book that feels like a throwback in terms of tone. Mouth to Mouth is written in a nesting doll structure, so it's a story within a story. The opening story that is then interspersed throughout the novel is about a narrator who's at an airport when he hears an old buddy of his from college, Jeff Cook, being called over the PA. The two men haven't seen each other in 20 years, but the narrator seeks him out, wondering what he's been up to. So as they sit together at the bar, Jeff Cook begins to recount this second story thread about how he saved a man from drowning and then became infatuated by the life he saved and had to learn more about the man he saved. And essentially, he inserts himself into this man's life. And the man he saved owns a gallery in Beverly Hills, and Jeff ends up working there and being taken under this man's wing without letting him know that he's the guy who saved the gallery owner's life. I loved this suspenseful psychological novel about fate and boundaries and ethics. It was a gripping and, like I said, psychological read. I think fans of the talented Mr. Ripley will enjoy this book. Thank you to NetGalley and to Avid Reader Press for the advanced review copy. And again, that's Mouth to Mouth by Antoine Wilson. 
My second pick is Olga Dies Dreaming, which is also out tomorrow, and that is by Sochiel Gonzalez. This was a really unique and entertaining and moving read. The story centers around Olga and her brother Prieto, who grew up in Sunset Park in Brooklyn, and their family was one of the first Puerto Rican families to move into the very white working class neighborhood. This definitely affected their upbringing as they were always considered outsiders in their own community. Olga, still living relatively close to where she grew up, is now a high-end wedding planner, and her brother Prieto is a congressman. He's moved back to the family home to live with his grandmother after a divorce, and while he is the face of his district, he also has some shady dealings with some local developers who have information on him that they are threatening to blackmail him with if he doesn't continue to work with them. Both brother and sister have compromised their ideals in order to be successful, and this definitely doesn't come without consequences, which are explored throughout the novel. The siblings were raised by their radical activist mother, an immigrant from Puerto Rico who abandoned her children when they were younger, and she's still a fugitive. There's also a hurricane on the horizon, and the book includes figurative storms as well that are encroaching. The format of the storytelling alternates between Olga and Prieto's point of view, and while this is a slow burn, it's a really gripping and complex look at politics, identity, and family dynamics, gentrification, and ideals. Thank you to Flatiron Books and NetGalley for the advanced review copy. And again, that is Olga Dies Dreaming, out tomorrow by Sochil Gonzalez. My third pick is The School for Good Mothers by Jessamine Chan. This is a haunting and immersive novel that will appeal to fans of Ishiguro's Clara and the Sun and Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale. This novel is about an exhausted, overexerted mother named Frida who makes a terrible mistake in her haze of exhaustion. And this mistake has consequences because Frida's neighbor notices the blunder and turns Frida into the authorities. Next thing she knows, surveillance cameras are being installed throughout her home, and her parental rights have been stripped. Her daughter goes to live full-time with her father, Frida's ex-husband. And Frida is sent to the School for Good Mothers, where fellow mothers who have made all sorts of mistakes are trained in very unconventional ways regarding how to better themselves as mothers and positively contribute to society. This is a fascinating and haunting read that any mother or parent, for that matter, will connect with. It's dark and dystopian, for sure. Thank you to Simon & Schuster and to NetGalley for the advanced review copy. And again, that is The School for Good Mothers by Jessamine Chan. Next up is The Maid by Nita Prose. This was a fun, fast, psychological suspense novel revolving around Molly Gray, who's a maid at a posh hotel. She seems to feel gratified by her job and takes it very seriously. She's also on the spectrum and is aware that she's often left out of jokes and misses certain information and cues. She prides herself on the fact that being a maid is to achieve the ultimate invisibility. At 25, she's living on her own now that her beloved grandmother has passed away, which was a real loss for her because her grandmother looked out for her and understood her. And because of Molly's lack of social skills, she finds it difficult to make friends. But she seems to have connected with one of the returning hotel guests, Giselle Black, who's married to Charles Black. 
When Molly goes to clean the Black's room one day and finds Charles Black dead, Molly becomes the center of an investigation that takes many twists and turns. Molly's naivete lends itself to a certain sweetness. This was a rollicking mystery a la the movie Clue. Thank you to Random House and Ballantine Books and NetGalley for the advanced review copy. And again, that is The Maid by Nita Prose. My final pick for the day is Reckless Girls. Maybe this book was supposed to come out last summer and the date got pushed like so many other books because this book truly feels like a summer propulsive read that has come early. And aren't we all so lucky? This novel was so fun, I just devoured it. Lux has followed her boyfriend Nico to Maui, where she dreams of starting a new life full of adventure. When she gets fired from her job as a hotel maid and her boyfriend is asked by two young tourists to sail his boat, the Susanna, to the mysterious Moreau Island, Lux is eager to have an adventure of her own and make some money. But Moreau Island, a remote island, is plagued with rumor and mystique, having been the final resting place of many a Navy member after a shipwreck, and there are also rumors of ghosts and even cannibalism. Nevertheless, the foursome set sail ready to take on the adventure, but it turns out they aren't the only ones on the island, and the more time they spend there, the more the island consumes them. This is a page-turning suspense novel that I can only describe as Island Gothic. Thank you to NetGalley and St. Martin's Press for the advanced review copy. And again, that is Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins. And I just recently found out that Rachel Hawkins also writes under the pseudonym Erin Sterling, which uh, she wrote the X-Hex, or the Hex-X? The X-Hex? I forget. It came out in October. Um, it was a cute witchy romance, um, but I had no idea that they were the same person. So that was an interesting discovery. And that is all for me on the first podcast of 2022. Shoot me an email and let me know what you are reading or what you'd like to hear more of on the show at booksarmypeople at gmail.com. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Jennifer Calaveras or search for my long and complicated name by searching for books are my people makes it much easier. Up next for me is A Marvelous Light by Freya Marsk, and the next guests on my podcast are going to be Carrie and Amy from the podcast The Perks of Being a Book Lover. I'll be back in two weeks, and don't forget to check out my Patreon page, and I hope you all have a wonderfully bookish week.